Welcome back, everybody, to the Merc with the Movie Blog channel. I am Josh the Merc Rainer here with a brand new episode of Hey Mando, a Mando uh, Mando verse review show. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the book of Boba Fett, Chapter Six. From the desert comes a stranger. The penultimate episode for this uh, premiere season of Boba Fett. Uh, I gotta say. I enjoyed the episode, um, but I had some of the same problems with this one that I had with last week's uh, episode. Um, it, again, was mostly a Mando episode. It really was. And watching this episode solidifies my uh, thought that they should have done a, a Mandalorian special prior to the, this uh, series coming out. So we could have had all of, C of of the last episode, plus like all of the Luke and Grogu stuff uh, in this special. It would have gotten us pumped and hyped. We would have been like, yes, we're getting some Mando. It, it had been a while, and we're going to have to wait a while for some more. But then it also sets up what's coming in Boba Fett. It was like, oh, okay, something's happening. There, you know, Boba needs Mando's help for something. Um, and so I, th I really think that they, it was a misstep to have these in there and then not just do it as its own separate special because then they could have just focused on Boba Fett, whether, you know, whether it was only going to be five episodes or they could have added a little bit more into like this episode, uh, you know, cause like they could, you know, you keep the Cobb stuff in there, uh, you know, and all the, you keep the stuff with, you know, Mando showing up finally, and, and, and being there with Boba and everything, and then, you know, him going and seeing Cobb and the, the stuff with Cad Bane at the end, which we'll, we'll get to, uh, you know, in, in due time. But, yeah, it just, especially with there being one episode left, we have had two full episodes where Boba Fett is either not in it or is in it for about a minute and does not speak. And that bothers me quite a bit. You know, it, it, this is the book of Boba Fett. You know, it'd be different if this had some other innocuous name, like Tales of Mos Espa. You know, so, you know what I mean? If something, something like that, whatever. I could be okay with that. But that's not what, that wasn't the case. This was a Boba Fett series. And I know that before the series even came out, they'd said, you know, that's kind of like Mandalorian season 2.5. And, but the thing is you went four whole, whole episodes with not a mention of it, you know, nothing like they didn't even have, like they could have had Cobb in an earlier episode if they'd wanted, but they didn't, you know, uh, he, he, he's on the planet. So again, just like last week, uh, I love the episode. I think it's a great episode of television. I thought it was a great Mandalorian episode. I don't think it was a good Book of Boba Fett episode. There's a distinction there, but again, I did enjoy uh, the show. So uh, let's actually get into uh, what happened in the episode today. We did get we got the return of Grogu and Luke Skywalker, uh, Ahsoka, Cobb Vanth, all of them coming back uh, into this uh, episode. 
episode actually opens up the Pikes, uh, the Pike Syndicate running into Cobb Vanth. He's not happy that they're running spice through his territory. Uh, they they try to make a move. He takes them out. You know, all but one. He's sending a clear message that uh, he will not put up with what's you know all this that's happening uh, on on most Pelgo, which we find out later on. Now called Freetown. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, so they have this small little chest full of spice, apparently worth more than his entire town. He, after he takes out these guys, sends them on their way, uh, sends the one on his way, dumps it out right to the wind, just blows away. I was like, damn. Okay. You know, he 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 has priorities, you know. He doesn't care about, about the spice. He doesn't care about the money of it. You know, he's there to protect his people. And that's one of the things I love about uh, Cobb Vanth. Next, uh, the next kind of major chunk of this episode is Mando going to see Grogu. Uh, he flies to this planet. Um, in the now non-canon legend uh, uh, kind of continuity, the Jedi Temple was, uh, the, the Jedi Academy that, that Luke builds um, was on Yavin 4, if I'm not mistaken. We don't actually know if that's what this is. It's never stated. I even I tried looking up to see if um, it was stated anywhere uh, what the name of this planet specifically was, but uh, it's never actually stated anywhere. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it, it might be. Uh, might be Yavinfor. Might be some other place. That's okay. I don't remember if they specifically said it in the movies either, but... Um, if any of you know, you know, hop on to uh, Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. Let me know. Or if you're watching right now, hop into the comments uh, section and let me know. Uh, we'll see that right there if you're in the live chat. All right. Then Mando runs into a familiar face. R2 freaking D2, man. I was so pumped. When they panned down and showed him, I was like, yes, R2 D2. I was so, so excited. Then we got some of this classic Star Wars music. It really, it just kind of like it gave me chills, just feeling that it just it it drew me right back in to the world, you know, of the original films and everything. I just ah man, I was so I loved it, you know, hearing some of John Williams' music just kind of rolling through. It just it was a beautiful it was a beautiful piece uh, of, of music that we got from that. So R two takes Mando to uh, an under construction building of sorts which we uh, learn later is the beginning of the Jedi Academy. Uh, this is this is the, the temple. This is the same academy that we know Kylo Ren will eventually destroy. So, uh, you know, it is, it is not long for this world. Uh, we see these really cool construction droids. I think they're like, I think they were called ant droids or something. I mean, they look like that, uh, which I thought was really neat, you know, because realistically, Luke could do it himself you know he could just jedi mind float things around he could but you know he's busy you know he is focusing on training grogu so he's like gonna have these droids build this thing for me and i liked it i thought it was really neat to see uh and they even make mando like this makeshift bench real quick and i was like oh shit because it, it was funny he's like is it a is that a bench yeah, because he's going to be sitting there for just a bit. Uh, and then R2 just shuts himself down, man. 
I was like, yo, what are you doing? I I was as as surprised as uh as Mando was. He's like, yeah, man, like turn back on. Like I I need some help. Uh, so then we flash over uh, and we see Grogu and Luke meditating. You know, we finally got to see Grogu again. It's been a while, you know, since uh, you know season two. It's been a bit, uh, and so I wasn't sure if we were actually going to see uh, any of this stuff. As you know, after last episode, part of me wondered if they were going to keep that off screen and then show us him going there uh, in season three of Mando, uh, which I think drops later this year uh, in December, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so I thought that's what, where it was going to go. And so like we would just see Mando come back to Tatooine after all that. And we would, uh, wouldn't have actually gotten any of that, but we did. And I was like, okay, I dig that because uh, I, I missed the little guy. Uh, and he He's like floating a little frog creature over to himself trying to eat it because, you know, he loves himself some frogs. Uh, and I got to say, I remember when I watched Rogue One and they showed uh, young Carrie Fisher at the end, you know, the CGI face. And throughout it, you get, you get, um, oh, you get Grand Moff Tarkin throughout throughout the film as well and you know that actor had passed away a while back so neither of those two instances in my opinion held up the way this luke skywalker did like i was shocked by how good the cgi on this uh luke skywalker uh was i was like wow like it i to me at least there was none of that uncanny valley thing going on, like not even in the eyes. And that's usually where you, where it gets you, you know, usually the eyes are like the like dead. <laughs> um, Tarkin kind of had dead eyes, you know, it's one of those things. And so whatever they did, however they, they did it. Um, I think that it was fantastic, you know, and I hope that we can continue to see him in certain aspects, maybe not all the time, but, you know, just to be able to see him and do something, he it's, it's not like he was just sitting there barely doing anything. Like, he was running around, looking around, doing, like, he was doing stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was impressed. I was really impressed. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on uh, on what, you know, what did you think of the Luke Skywalker uh, CGI in this? Again, at Movie Blog Merc, or if you're, you know, here uh, watching, uh, feel free to hop into the live chat. All right, so... Then uh, Luke and Grogu kind of go for a walk. He tells Grogu about Yoda, which I was like, that's awesome. You know, we were, cause that, you know, that hadn't happened really. You know, there was kind of a, there was kind of like a brief almost mention of him in season two. Um, I think from Ahsoka, but he's diving into it. And I loved that, you know? Um, and then he shows Grogu. He helps him to remember some of his past. You know, because stuff that he doesn't remember. And so he, you know, kind of does his little mind force voodoo with him. And he gets a flashback. Grogu gets a, a flashback. And we see this scene during Order 66. Clone troopers slaughtering a group of Jedi while Grogu watches. We're getting it from his perspective. Uh, but we don't know who saves him, you know, because the clone troopers are right there. And they take out all these Jedi. 
And there's no reason why they wouldn't take him out as well, or at least, you know what I mean? And so who saves him? So uh, I was doing a little bit of digging on this, and uh, I saw some speculation, which I thought was pretty interesting, uh, that it was actually the disgraced Jedi Padawan, Barris Offy. Okay, I thought, I was like, okay, interesting. Uh, because apparently there is a, a symbol on the wall, which I saw it, um, and it looks very similar to, to her crest. Uh, and I, I was like, okay, like I looked up wh what her crest was, and I, I, I remember, because when I watched it the second time, I made sure to look for it. And I saw it, I was like, okay, I can buy that. Um, it, it wasn't exact, but like, they kind of take liberties, you know, when you're doing live action. So I could, I could buy that. And apparently we never actually really saw what happened to her during Order 66. So this could be interesting. She was a friend of Ahsoka's at one time. So maybe we'll kind of learn a bit more about that. And maybe she'll pop back up even in that, the upcoming Ahsoka series. So, I mean, again, it's all speculation, but uh, I think that could be, pretty interesting if that's the case let me know your thoughts um who do you think uh actually saved grogu during this scene uh, i'm sure there's a lot of options out there um I, i'm interested to hear your thoughts uh just yeah send them my way all right then we uh head back over to mando and he's kind of laying there on the bench waiting and Ahsoka shows up, you know, she says she's an old friend of the family, which I love that, you know, because, yeah, her and Anakin, you know, they were tight. And now she's here with Luke. And I was like, that's really, that's cool to me, you know, to kind of see that uh, kind of relationship kind of happening. Um, but we'll, we'll get more into that when uh, we actually see them uh, together. Now, I have heard some complaints that uh, Ahsoka's acting a bit too differently from what we saw in Rebels. Um, now, I'm be completely transparent here. I have not watched Rebels. So I don't really have much of a basis for her adult life. Um, other than what I'm seeing here, other than what I've been uh, told about. I haven't you know, read a lot of the comics. Um, so I, read, I read some... Back when it when when they first started launching the comics and stuff, then it kind of fell off. Uh, just in general, with, with a lot of different comics, um, not just the Star Wars ones. But uh, so I I don't I have no basis for that side of it. But watching the stuff with her and the way she speaks to Mando about what's going on, to me it felt less like she was trying to adhere to the Jedi ways, and more like she was just respecting the wishes, like respecting Luke's wishes about what's going on. Like she had no interest in training Grogu, but he, Luke is choosing to do that. And so, you know, it's she, essentially she's on, she's at, at his home. You know what I mean? It's like, she's in his house. And so she's respecting his wishes, you know, uh, the whole thing about, Really, he Mando shouldn't have interaction with Grogu because it could, uh, it could make everything that's going on much harder for him. Which, yeah, because the whole thing with the Jedi is uh, cutting off all those attachments. Um, 
And I feel like you can kind of tell that Ahsoka doesn't really, I mean, you know, Ahsoka doesn't really buy into that and all, and all that stuff, but she has, she's respecting Luke's wishes. Um, and she, I mean, she still lets him see Grogu. She still, uh, takes the armor to Luke. Like she could have just been like, nah, nah, man, you got to go <laughs> like, nah, I'm not, I'm, don't, don't hand me that armor. I'm not bringing it to him. You got to go. This is the Jedi way. No, she didn't do any of that. You know, she let him see Grogu because she knew what it meant to him to see Grogu. But she didn't let Grogu see Mando, you know. So she she's kind of playing both sides while being respectful, you know. And I like that. Uh, I, I think from the stuff that I have heard, I think that fits. Um, again, I haven't watched Rebels, so if, if you guys don't think it fits, hey, let me know. You know, uh, again, uh, it, it, it's totally your opinion. Um, and some of you have way more information uh, than I do. So I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on that. Uh, all right. And so she never tells him, like, how he should feel, how he should think. She just kind of asks him questions, you know, just... She wants to open Mando's eyes, you know. She she wants him to realize that maybe him going there isn't the best thing for Grogu right now, you know. And she doesn't just want to tell him, you know, don't do this, you know. But she also, you know, she she she's trying to be as diplomatic, I think, as possible here. And and I think Mando understands that, you know. Like I said, he gives her the armor. Uh, and to deliver uh, to him, and then he leaves. And as he's leaving, you know, the ship is taking off. Grogu sees the ship, and you can tell he knows exactly who it is. And at this point, I started tearing up. This, this, this hit me hard because he knew. You know what I mean? This, this little guy, he's. He's way more in touch with that stuff. And they have a, a an incredible bond. Um, and so he knew he was there. And I mean, he finds out, you know, later on, obviously, but he, he knew he was there. And again, that it just, it hit me. It hit me really hard. And I got real emotional uh, during both times that I watched the episode. Both times I got real emotional during it. Uh, so then we get to see some training session. Uh, between Luke and Grogu, uh, I love, I love that uh, Luke says this line to him, and it, it just it made me chuckle. It made me smile. Uh, he was like, "You're trying too hard. Don't try. Do." And that's just that's that's reminiscent of Yoda's, you know, "Do or do not. There is no try. You know, don't try. Do." Um, it's the same. It's you know, it's just that's Luke's way of saying it. Uh, and so I thought that was awesome, you know, the, he learned from Yoda and now he's the master teaching this little version of, you know, of a Yoda, you know, and I saw, I think that, I don't know, I really loved these scenes, you know, we even get a sequence uh, with Luke running through like the, the woods or, you know, and, and, and like by this like little river type thing with Grogu strapped to his back the same way he did while he was training with Yoda had Yoda strapped to his back running around through the through Dagobah it was just awesome to see and again 
the CGI was like flawless to me. He's running around like I didn't see anything wrong with the face while he was doing that. I like especially in the second time I watched it. I was trying to keep keep like keep an eye on that. And I man, it was it was fantastic. Uh, and then he, you know, Luke kind of shows off some of his lightsaber skills, which was cool to see. And then we get the training remote orb, which was awesome to see that again. You know, they're just they're 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 kind of pulling on our nostalgia strings, and that's totally okay in my opinion. I, I have no problem with that. You know, uh, it's it, that's the way you got to do it. It's Star Wars, man. It's all about you know the past repeating itself. You know, that's what the whole thing is about, man. It's all the past repeating itself. And so he pulls out the orb and they start you. But as you remember, Luke used it when he was training with the lightsaber. And so like he was training for that. But here they're not doing that. He is using uh, the, the training remote to test uh, Grogu's reflexes, jumping running and then he so grogu does this whole slow sequence where he's like jumping from rock to rock dodging these things and it was real reminiscent of uh i believe i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna get it probably wrong it's one of the last two prequel movies um where where yoda is is battling dooku and he's just hopping around like crazy and i was like okay but it's still the puppet you know which is, it? Just, I don't know, I thought it looked really cool, but it was also weird to me because we barely seen this thing move around. Uh, and so it was it was strange to see him uh, doing that, but it was really fun. I really uh, quite, quite enjoyed it. Uh, so then we get Ahsoka. He, uh, you know, Luke is watching as Grogu, you know, is doing all this training and he, you know, gets the orb with his with the force and like crushes it you know he's really growing into his powers ahsoka comes over to luke and hands him the little tied up gift that uh that mando had made for him and uh which we find out eventually is is armor i mean that's what it was supposed to be like that's what he said he wanted it to be but i wasn't sure because it was so small now i understand he is small um, and it makes more sense when you see it, though, uh, the way the, sh like the size of the shirt makes me think, man, he must be pretty skinny underneath, <laughs> like baby Yoda or uh, Grogu, sorry, must be pretty, pretty small underneath that little, that little robe of his because of the size of this, uh, piece of armor. Uh, and so, like I said, he, he, she gives him the armor. Luke, Luke wonders, is Grogu's heart in it, you know? Um, he can kind of feel that that attachment is still there. Of course it is, you know. You know, Mando it became family to like the, to both of them. That's what it was. And uh, and she tells him, you know, she's like, "You're so much like your father." I thought that was a cool line, you know, uh, because she knew him before the fall. You know, she knew Anakin before Vader, and there's not many people around that that did you know and so yeah just here just hearing that just the their kind of relationship that they have right here the the back and forth that they that they have a little bit of i really i really liked it um yeah, like i said i really love this episode uh as an episode of star wars 
you know, television as an episode of like the Mandalorian, but it's, it's just, it's not a Boba Fett. Most of this episode just isn't a Boba Fett episode. It's just not. Uh, so then this is where we kind of join back into the world of Boba Fett. Uh, we, we meet back up with Mando and he's heading back into Tatooine and he arrives at Boba's palace Entire crew is there. We got Boba Fett, Fennec, uh, the you know the cyberpunks as I call them. Uh, Kersantan's there. You know the Gamorrean guards are there with the mayor's little bitch boy whose name I don't remember. And now Mando. You know they got a little crew going, uh, and they're discussing this upcoming war. Uh, again, though, Boba doesn't speak. It's Fennec. Fennec is is talking. She is explaining everything. Uh, and, you know, she says, you know, we're going to need foot soldiers. And Mando's like, I, I may know where I, I may be able to get that. You know, I, I, I may know some people. And uh, so he heads off. He's flying through through the sand dunes. Uh, we see a Jawa sand crawler with a freaking crate dragon skull fastened to the top of it, which I think was is awesome i don't <laughs> i'm assuming this is the same crate dragon that they killed at the end in uh in season two with uh with Cobb. Uh, i mean it to me it would make sense i don't know now they got the skull of it and they're taking it somewhere uh and they seem to recognize mando's ship at least you know because they help they help put it together you know they got the parts for it and stuff so uh yeah that was cool they were like waving um, and then Mando arrives in uh, Mos uh, Pelgo to see Cobb. Cobb's deputy, kind of a dick, man. I didn't like him. I did not like him. Uh, so Cobb comes out, him and Mando kind of chat for a bit. Mando, he, he's trying to get Cobb to lead a garrison of, of his townsfolk as the foot soldiers here to, to fight against the syndicate. But he's not interested, man. All he wants to do is protect the people of his town, which, I, again, I said is now called Freetown. You know, that's all he wants. He wants to protect his people. There's been enough violence here. He wants to protect his people. But, you know, Boba, you know, he, he kind of breaks down. He's like, you know, it's it's not, never an easy task to ask for a favor. And Cobb says, you know what, I'll see what I can do. And, and he's about to try. You know, he is he is preparing to gather the townsfolk to just to lay it out and let them choose. But before he can do that, he sees something. He sees a figure approaching from the you know in the distance. You know, he Cobb sends everybody who's outside, he sends them all in because he's like, this might be trouble. I don't know. And and so like this is where the entire name of the episode is coming into play. You know, the from the desert comes a stranger. And it, it's very Western, you know. Uh, it's very much just old school uh, Western style type, type stuff happening here, which is awesome. I love that about it. And this mysterious figure approaches, and it's fucking Cad Bane, yo infamous bounty hunter uh if you watch the clone wars you know exactly who who the fuck this guy is i watched 
the Clone Wars, so I knew who he was. As, so as soon as he got a little closer and I saw that silhouette with the hat, I was like, oh, shit. Tell me this is Cad Bane. And then he gets, he comes up and then you see the like bluish skin with the, with the tubes in his face. I'm like, yes, I was so, so, and he looked awesome. He looked awesome. Uh, we never actually hear his name because that's, that's the thing. Uh, he is, he, to those who don't know who he is, to, who, to those who didn't watch uh, maybe, maybe they all, maybe, you know, people who only watch the live action stuff and that's totally fine. Uh, and so they've never watched, um, clone wars and they don't, you know, dive into the world any deeper. They would have no idea who Cad Bane is. And so like, this is just some dude, you know, uh, cause again, they never say his name, but we know who he is. Yeah, we do. Uh, and then we get this old school wild west showdown. They're standing you know several paces away from one another you know getting ready uh we learn here cad bane is either running the syndicate or he's at the very least like the main muscle for them uh but he's tied up in in all this uh you know and he's there to to send a message you know he he wants cobb to stay out of their business don't help Boba Fett. Just stay out of all the all the syndicate's business and everything. And then they'll be fine. But then before he could even before Cobb could even answer, a stupid fucking deputy of his comes out and he's like, Marshall, Marshall Vance can't be bought and, and all this stuff. He's getting all like kind of aggressive and stuff. And uh Cad Bane kind of like flashes the gun, like they're they're getting ready, you know. And this deputy, he's got an itchy, itchy trigger finger, man. He pulls out the gun, he makes a stupid move here and causes Cobb to get shot, and then the deputy gets just blasted like four times by by uh Cad Bane. And then uh he kind of turns to there's uh, the bartender guy. I think he's kind of peeking out uh, the doorway. And he says, uh, essentially, he says, tattooing now belongs to the syndicate. And so it's like, oh, man, this is going to be, this is bad. Uh, and then, all, you know, the townsfolk are there at, at, at the bar, uh, come rushing out. But we don't know if Cobb's okay, if he's going to survive. We have no idea because he's been shot. And we, we have no idea what's going to happen there. Then we flash over to the sanctuary. We get a couple of pikes. They walk in. They're carrying this thing. I don't know what, what I don't remember. They said what it was called. I can't remember, like a Comtano or something like that. But it just looks like a, like a big kind of almost like a, like a small barrel type of thing with, with like a handle like a big bucket with a lid almost. Uh, and so they walk in to this, the, the cantina and they sit down and they're not there for long, just a few moments. Uh, the, the, the two Twi'leks, the, uh, not the owner, but the other two, there's the, the guy, the green guy, and then the bright yellow uh, female uh, come over there and they're like, you know, we could take your helmets, get them polished up for you. And they're like, no, whatever. So they leave. 
And the pikes get up and they leave. But they leave their bucket thing behind, right? And they walk out and the entire cantina just explodes in a ball of fire and it's gone. Most likely everybody inside uh, is, 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 including Garza Whip, uh, probably dead. Um, she may, it's possible that she saw what was, what it was and like took off and maybe like, like ran for cover. Who knows? Um, but the pikes are, are sending a big message to, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to Boba Fett, you know, they taken out most, most Pelago. They just hit Mos Espa. Who knows what's going on at Mos Eisley, but, uh, yeah, they are anybody who's friendly to Boba Fett. They're hitting them, and uh, it, I'm intrigued to see how how they will react to all this in the final episode, um, and what what it will do going forward uh, as well. But that's not the end of the episode. We head back to the newly built Jedi Temple. Luke and Grogu are inside, sitting, uh, and Luke pulls out the armor. And it's this little shirt of Beskar chainmail. It's really cool looking. I like it. Uh, and he lays it in front of Grogu. And he says he has a choice. He then pulls out Yoda's lightsaber. Which uh, I was reading something because it's been a bit since I've watched um, like the prequels and stuff. But like he it, he loses his, his lightsaber. And... Um, apparently it was, I don't know if it was in a, one of the books or in the comics or somewhere, it was confirmed that he had rebuilt his lightsaber. And so that's the one that Luke, so this is technically Yoda's like second one from what we saw. It's a rebuilt lightsaber, uh, but it was still, it belonged, no, you know, no matter what it belonged, uh, to Yoda. And so he lays that down in front of him. He says, you have a choice here. You can stay. You can train with me. You can become a Jedi. You can you can harness these, these force powers and grow. And it will take a long time. You know, and you may never see the Mandalorian again. Or you can return. You can take the armor and you can return to the Mandalorian. And give up the path of the Jedi, you know. And this, you know, seeing this at first, I was like, fuck you, man. Like, why would you even bother? Like, that's so messed up. But then it got me thinking, you know, I was like, okay, he, he is at this stage. He is a staunch believer in these Jedi ways. No matter his hubris, his hubris is, is big. And people need to understand that, you know, this is the Luke that we get. And this is the Luke that kind of grows and becomes the one we see in the sequels because of that ego of his, because of that he, I mean, Han says it early, you know, kid, don't be cocky. He's cocky. And he, he believes he is the best and he believes that he knows the correct path, you know, the correct way to do uh everything and i think that's really what his downfall is but uh getting back to this choice thing you know it's a classic you know fork in the road decision for for jedi and i mean we saw anakin he had to choose whether to help mace windu or palpatine we saw what happened there 
Uh, Luke had to choose whether or whether to strike down his father or to spare him. Uh, and then Ray had to choose between her dark heritage and uh, the, you know, the light side uh, of the force. And now we got Grogu here. But the interesting thing about this is the other three that I mentioned, it was all a battle between light and dark. You know, some of them were successful in choosing the light and some of them not so much. But this isn't what that is. This is him choosing between Jedi and Mandalorian. It's not a light or dark side situation. You know, it's 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 very different. But I think it's it's one of those things where if he were to give him the armor and continue to train him as a Jedi, that that attachment that he would then always have, I, I think he fears that, that would lead him down the path uh, of the dark side. And so he, to him, it probably is that choice, you know, to him, it's like, if you go with the Mandalore, uh, with the Mandalorian, that will lead you to the dark side. If you continue to train. And so that's why he's like, you will give up the path. If you choose that, um, the episode ends Grogu pondering his choice and we never get an answer. We, ha we do not get an answer here. Um, I don't know when we'll get an answer. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't want to see. And like, I loved seeing this stuff, but I don't want to see any of it in the final episode. I want it to be a full Boba Fett episode. They're preparing for war. And that's what it is. War. I don't want to see any of that. Unless Luke is going to, and, and Grogu are going to come and battle or like Grogu's going to show up and like kick some ass. Other than that, like I just I think that just needs to be saved for season uh, three. But that's why I think it should have been a special because the special could have ended with that. That's how the special was. Like all the Grogu stuff and all of the, the last week's episode together. Boom. That is your Mandalorian special. Just like how Doctor Who does specials every like they would do them Christmas. And now I think they've been doing them lately uh, at uh, like New Year's or whatever. But like that's a special they could have done with Fernando and then like, you know, done it like a few weeks or whatever before Boba Fett launched and then went right into Boba Fett. You would have teased some of that Boba Fett stuff when when uh, uh, Fennec showed up and, and tried to recruit Mando. Uh, and so I, I think I think that would have been great because these last two episodes have completely uh, sheared the focus away from from Book of Boba Fett. You know, it's all been Mando and now Grogu and Luke Skywalker. That's all that anybody's talking about. And they should be talking about the Book of Boba Fett. And they're not. And that's the disappointing part. Um, so it'll be weird. It's, it'll, it'll essentially have been three weeks. So we'll have had, well, we had four episodes. And then three weeks later, we get the finale. With a special, with a Mando special dropped in between there. That's essentially what's going on here. So, but yeah. So uh, that is uh, chapter six. From the desert comes a stranger of the book of Boba Fett. The book of Din Djarin as these last two episodes uh, seem to, to kind of be. But uh, yeah, please uh, follow me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, 
uh, and you like what you're watching, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell to always be notified whenever I drop a new episode of any of the shows that I got here. Um, I got Hey Mando. I'll have uh, Oh What a Marvel, which is the MCU show uh, that we do here. When that comes back, we're going to be covering um, uh, Moon Knight. When, when that series uh, starts, I think at the end of May, uh, March, I think March 30th, I think, is when that launches. Uh, we also have Talking Schmodown, which is my uh, it's my Schmodown show, uh, after show, where I talk about all the things in the world of the movie trivia Schmodown, as well as I do the video portion of uh, Last Call at McLaren's right here on Merck with a Movie Blog. That is uh, my How I Met Your Mother uh, review podcast, uh, and we're also doing uh, How I Met Your Father as well. So every Monday, uh, I drop how the How I Met Your Mother reviews. Every Friday is How I Met Your Father. Um, Tuesdays is uh, Talking Schmodown. Um, I didn't do one this week because we're still in the off season. There's not a ton going on. Um, there will be one next week because of the uh, Schmodown Awards coming, so I'll be talking about that. Um, and then Thursdays is is this Hey Mando. And uh, we'll be, um, oh, what a marvel when that's coming. And I, I got some other stuff got to brew in. Um, we've also got a podcast exclusive, or a, yeah, a podcast audio exclusive show called Prime Picks on the uh, podcast network. So check that out. Uh, we should have a new episode coming fairly soon, hopefully. I'm just waiting on the edit uh, on that one. And I've got a couple, a couple in the in the burner, kind of percolating. So uh, we may have a few more shows coming as well. I'm real excited. Uh, and I'm going to be doing some uh, more movie reviews. I got a screener for the new DC animated movie, Catwoman Hunted. Uh, and so that comes out February 8th, I believe. So I'm going to be doing a review uh, of that. So uh, keep your eyes out for that one. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it for this episode of Hey Mando. A Mandoverse review show. I, again, am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer. Follow me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerc. That's MovieBlogMerc, M-E-R-C, Merc. Uh, be sure to do that. And uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, as always. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, I'll catch you next week for another episode of Hey Mando, season finale of Boba Fett.